I like this better because I can't see my own face. You can't see your own face? I can see my face. Oh, maybe I'm just not doing it right. <laughs> oh, now I, I never can. do anything where I can't see my face. There you go. There you go. It's important to me. Yeah, you know, uh, seeing your face is important to me too for uh, target practice and such things. Do you ever do rage meditations? No, do tell me about that. It's where you, you, you visualize the thing that makes you angriest and you just keep that picture in your mind and you just think about it and think about it and think about it until you feel like you're gonna have a tiny stroke and the veins on your neck are all bulged out. And then you walk away and have a martini. No. You just bottle it back up. You just you let it fester like a wound, you know, just let it crawl and live under your skin and just infect your soul with hate. And then uh, you shove it back down and, and leave it. And it's right there waiting for you the next time you just need to feel irrationally angry at something. And then he takes a drink of water. Dramatic sip. Yeah, exactly. <sighs> hey, buddy. How's it going? Hey. How's life? Good. You know, I'm, uh, I'm a lake bum now. I'm living on a lake I can in a tell, cabin. I could tell with all of that hardwood uh, f uh, fixtures right there behind you. Yep, coming at you from uh, my... How do you describe your in-laws, but they're not your, like, mother... Like, my aunt-in-law, I guess? My uncle-in-law? It's, it's my my wife's aunt and uncle's RV because the cabin that we're actually staying in is not very quiet so they showed me they showed me the key and now this is my recording studio there you go mm -hmm. but yes there's a plethora of hardwood and fixtures and window treatments that could only be seen in like a 1993 parade of homes I was really thinking it was like a Stephen King novel no, not yet. Not yet. No murder. No, I, 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 my, my aspiration is to be to Montana what Stephen King is to Maine. Yeah, there's a great Billy on the Street segment where he makes them guess where these different books by Stephen King take place. Guess what? They're all Maine. They all take place in Maine. What was upsetting was the girl did not catch on, and she didn't seem like one of the dumb contestants. She seemed smart enough. But she started going, like, New Hampshire and stuff like that. I'm like, no. It's always, it's either Maine or Gilead. <laughs> True. You know, speaking of Stephen King, that actually reminds me of a really great quote. Can I share it with you? I would, I would love it if you did. Okay, I don't think you've ever heard this one, so just Probably. so you know. Okay. Maybe there aren't any such things as good friends or bad friends. Maybe there are just friends. People who stand by you when you hurt and who help you feel not so lonely. Maybe they're always worth being scared for and hoping for and living for. Maybe worth dying for too, if that's what it has to be. No good friends, no bad friends, only people you want, need to be with. People who build their houses in your heart. Yeah. From the delightful <laughs> and heartwarming tale of It. It, yeah. <laughs> Uh, I'm gonna go with. Hey, did you finish? No, I haven't finished it yet, but I. Um, 
I'm not quite halfway because it's 1,200 pages of Stephen King. You know, I don't think that's an excuse. Yeah, I don't think it is either because I could be reading. I've been watching too much television. But it's, yeah, last uh, night when we ended our phone call, you're like, I'm going to go and uh, watch some anime. So I was like, I'm making popcorn and watching anime. <laughs> and I finished one of your podcasts and responded to some things. I did. And the, and the, the text message was popping up on my phone. And I'm like, not now, Dare. I'm watching The Seven <laughs> Deadly Sins on Netflix. Well, I didn't know you were using your phone as a device. That is my internet up here. Oh, God. Yeah, we don't have Wi-Fi, so I had to get an unlimited data plan, and when I start this new job, I'm probably going to have to get a hotspot, so. Well, wherever you are, that's a hotspot to me. Aww. Aww. I think Verizon or AT&T should start a branded club called the Hotspot. (laughs) That would be great. It's like that rando bar in England called Missoula. There's a bar in England called Missoula? Yeah, Jim Badcock told me about it. He was like, yeah, I was there opening night. I'm like, uh, of course you were. How is British Jim? He's good. He was just in Orlando. Mm. Yeah. So, isn't it weird? Like, I- I'm on, like, conversational terms with someone I barely spoke to in college. <laughs> yeah. Maya was making a joke that apparently you guys talked one time and you were like, Adair knows Jim. Isn't that weird? And it was like, no, of course Adair knows everyone. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) I was actually just in Missoula on Monday. And had I not been driving, I would have been texting because I was like, oh, there's the... uh, there's there's the old haunts. I was like, you know, drive by Hellgate High School, which was never a, a haunt for me, but it was definitely a haunt the, for me. It's haunting. <laughs> driving by the university and getting a little bit of anxiety, like I still haven't finished that paper. <laughs> I which really is true, you really haven't. <laughs> I really haven't. I have I was like, I did that 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 is an incomplete. Um, Question, yeah. is this Mark Marin on this coffee mug? I can't see. Rotate. Yep, that's that's either Mark Marin or some other douche with a Van Dyke. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's Mark Yeah, I I pulled this out of out of the cup cupboard and I was just like, I think this is Mark Marin. Where are you? Work. Where in Dallas is work? I'm not. very familiar with the streets and uh, neighborhoods in Dallas. It's not so. in Dallas. It's in Irving. Which is just, uh, it's like northwest of Dallas slightly. It's like, it's between Dallas and the airport. Mm. So it's like Queens. Gotcha. Okay, so. So it's not Manhattan, but it's not, you're not actually out of New York City. Do you like Irving? Um, it's, it makes me think of the theme song to Weeds a lot. Hmm, okay. Uh, gonna, yeah. It's not the kind of place you'd want to start a bar? Um, no, nearby in Las Colinas, which is kind of, they're connected. I would say, I like Queens and Brooklyn. Um, I, would, I would say maybe it'd be doable, but really where you want to have a bar is like Deep Ellum, or, which is a neighborhood within Dallas. It's really close to uh, downtown. Or even like Uptown, Oaklawn, Turtle Creek, those areas, because people are willing to pay cash money for those drinks. Because mm. Irving works really well for the the pun of a name. I would I would name the bar Berlin's in Irving. 
I like that. And they they do a, a show tune karaoke piano night. Of course and they it would. It'd be really obnoxious. It would well, be so obnoxious. It is like upper middle class white people, so they would love that. Absolutely. They love Wicked. <laughs> they live that shit. We are all the alphabet of our own life. It's very true. But yeah, so uh, no, it's it's nice though. Uh, I wouldn't live in Irving. I actually quite like my neighborhood that I live in. So which is um, for the stalkers out there, I live just south of White Rock Lake. I'm right off the Santa Fe Trail, which is a really cool bike trail. Cool. I'm like in a very green area, which is like nice. recycling and Priuses or actual greenery. It's just actually green. Yeah. I, I did get really confused one time I was at a I was at a restaurant and I had my tray because it was a really fancy restaurant you know it's a fancy restaurant when there's a tray um, but I was looking for the compostables and the recycling and the person I was with was like nope you just throw it all in this one place I'm like oh <laughs> uh, okay <laughs> that's fine I guess uh... my little green heart is breaking now you're going to have to go, like, negative trash and start, like, just buying things in glass containers and reusing them at the bulk store to yeah. ease your Seattle soul. It's adorable that you think there's a bulk store. I'm sure there's a bulk store. It's a large <laughs> metropolitan area. Statistically, hippies will be there. <laughs> yeah, there's things and stuff. Um, there's actually a Whole Foods very close to my house and a nice. Trader Joe's. It was very exciting. It was like home. I I really hope that everybody's consumer dreams come true and Whole Foods prices start going down now that Amazon owns them. I don't think it'll happen, but it'd be cool. I would love it if it was like the Amazon bookstore where the prices change every day so there aren't prices on the books. You have to scan them to see what they are that day. Right. So you never know. Maybe one day it's, you know, 539 and the next day it's 9. Who knows? Who, who knows? So, Dan, I was just realizing... Our last podcast was our Spider-Man uh, podcast. Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Doing whatever a Spider-Man can do. And that film recently passed Amazing Spider-Man 2 at, in total box office. So it is now not the... the it's, it's gaining in like successful Spider-Man movies. I don't think it's going to top any of Raimi's entries. But mm-hmm. yeah, it's, it's making money. You know, yeah, it. They seem to be doing that. I'm like, good for them. They they need that. I'm, I'm, I'm really hoping for that. I was listening to that podcast though. I'm like, we really didn't discuss that movie very much. <laughs> yeah, we we got easily sidetracked. Well, it, it's just it's hard because when the three of us are together and we start talking about nerdy things, it just digresses into, dare I say it, a spider web of nerdiness, and so yeah. we're just wanting to talk about all these things. But, That's true. Yeah, and it's, I also it's, think that that film, while enjoyable, and worked well from like a character perspective, it didn't have like an airport battle. It didn't have like a big defining action piece that wasn't in the trailer already. Or yeah, something. this we all knew about the Staten Island Ferry. Yeah, and we like there was very little to that we hadn't seen, and even the the bit with the jumbo jet and the old school suit. We knew that that was going to happen. Um, so it was, I mean, really, we had the fight on the beach, which did not last very long. No, it really didn't. So, I even, I, I, it lasted so long that I forgot about it. 
Um, yeah. Because I didn't. And the whole the, the bit in the the Washington Monument, like we knew eighty oh. percent of that before. Yeah. Probably 90 almost. It's sort of like how, not to compare it to Suicide Squad, because that's kind of mean, because it was a good movie, comparatively. (laughs) But Suicide Squad was like a movie that was made to have a really good trailer, and that's it. Um, That's it. Grace Randolph called it Snapchat the movie, (laughs) and I thought that that was That's great. It's like, it's these little vignettes that are interesting, but as a a cohesive narrative, as a functioning through line three act story which say what you will about the evolving nature of narrative in the internet age where people want collaborative multi-platform immersive experiences we still kind of want beginning middle end through line character development and payoffs and like who thought slipknot was going to make it to the end of that movie huh Oh, definitely, definitely. You know what I have to say, though? I really didn't think they needed to do much different with Captain Kangaroo. Like, I think they did a good job with him. Like, I get that he's not, like, much of anything, but he did his job. Like, he did his job. Like, I I rewatched it recently, and I was like, you know what? As stupid as this movie is, I I did have to, like, kind of laugh at, like, he's a dick, and he's kind of funny. Like, he's just, like, a, he's just a douche. But if you just take it as that and that not think about any other iterations, and I was thinking about this also because I was watching The Arrow last night. And Cap- Adair, Adair, it's Captain Boomerang. Oh, shit. <laughs> you, you knew what I meant, Captain Boomerang. I knew what you meant, but now I'm imagining Captain Kangaroo in the Suicide oh my Squad. God. And is- that's, a, that's a special crossover episode that would have been amazing oh my god that is sorry captain boomerang god uh, so no 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 let's follow that through let's build <laughs> let's, let's build, build captain the suicide squad with, captain with childhood entertainment icons oh, so man, instead of so croc let's do barney um Bar- okay in- okay killer croc could be barney um could be barney uh tony um, the tiger could be diablo yes yes it's or, great um, uh, I think Speedy Gonzalez has a place on that team because they needed a runner. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, he, well, I really feel like Speedy Gonzalez would maybe be the Flash. He would be a great Flash. Um, excellent Flash. Yeah, no, I, I definitely I think so. Actually, you know, Speedy Gonzalez should be the new Vibe. And, uh, <gasps> and then they just don't have Vibe anymore because Vibe is a terrible character. And I want them to stop trying to make Vibe happen. Well, they've made him happen. Damn you, Jeff Johns! I don't understand. I I don't know. I like Cisco Ramon on The Flash. Like he's he's enjoyable. When he's not vibing, he's oh fun. yeah. I mean, I can't take him seriously as like a superhero. No, no. Right. But I but I, I think as a character, a he adds something to the team. I have to say, I feel like I'm the only person that is just was like. After watching the most recent season of Flash, I was like, I am really feeling Tom Felton in this. Well, Tom Felton wasn't. Yep. <laughs> it's like, peace. He's like... Changed my mind immediately. Oh, well. It's like, I was in Harry Potter. I don't need to do this. I love <laughs> I'm it. I'm going to go to the theater. <laughs> I'm going back. They don't have enough British people in the theater. Uh, but yeah, I, I'm trying. I'm trying to catch up on all the superhero shows. So I'm caught up on Supergirl. I'm caught up on The Flash now. I'm working on The Arrow. I, I'm like two or three seasons behind on The Arrow because I really lost interest after season two for a while. 
because I don't think I really like the Arrow. Like, thinking about it more, I'm like, he's like an emo Batman. Or, like, a more emo Batman. I was going to say, Batman's pretty emo. Or, or like, a boring Tony Stark. Or Tony Stark in the third Iron Man movie. Was, I think, what I said. Or, like, a slightly more tolerable Danny Rand. Like, they all, this, like... Slightly more tolerable Ayn Rand. (laughs) It's... I don't know. I think the the billionaire superhero trope, it's as I mentioned with Austin, it's it's a little played out. The only one who does it well, consistently, are Batman and Tony Stark because they're two sides of the same coin. I think that Tony Stark hides his darkness a little better, even when he is Iron Man, mm-hmm. and he is such a persona, and he is so tied to Robert Downey Jr. at this point that it's going to be like, I think it may actually be harder to recast Iron Man eventually than Wolverine. Um, yeah, I think so. with the bombastic nature of it, because you can't hide behind abs and a look and ferocity. It's it's, it's so that, much a persona. It's that wit. It's that, mm-hmm. that wit, that facial hair. The, the, the douchey, combative nature. Never letting anyone in. Never. Um, so yeah, so I'm, I've been watching a lot of a lot of comic book based TV shows. Do you watch Gotham? Uh, yeah, but I I watch that throughout the year. Like I, I I've caught up with I've been keeping up to date with that. Um, mm-hmm. But it's one that uh, like the the CW ones not as much. One not on Hulu, so look yeah. it. Put but, on Netflix like immediately yeah. after the season. And so that's that's sort of what I do. Uh, but yeah, it's been really, it's been interesting. This is, that's been some of the use of my time uh, to get it back to where I was kind of going when I went off on a comic book rant. But, like, we haven't podcasted in a while, and we are both in different places now, and we both drove across the country and had to leave a place we've been for, what, four or five years for each of us. Uh, yep. And, you know, it's... It's been a lot. Yep. I, uh, the driving is one thing. The driving with like everything you own in the world is another. And that plus multiple animals in the vehicle <laughs> with you, you know, yep. it's, uh, that you haul interesting. That you haul <laughs> cab was, was a lot. Also having my car behind me in that you haul. It was a cute Boy. little U-Haul, though. Yeah? I lived there for several days. What uh, what fun fact or did you or visit this state was on the side of your U-Haul? Uh, it was Wyoming, funny oh, enough. it was Wyoming. Yeah. yeah. Well, actually, I thought it was super funny. It was a Wyoming U-Haul with a Arizona plate. And in, the trailer that my car was on was an Idaho trailer. So I thought it was funny, like... Every single thing was different. And your path, you went through Idaho yeah, through, and down, right? I went through Idaho, did a little little tour to Utah, then over through Wyoming, then down through Colorado, pretty much a straight line, and then did a little corner of New Mexico. I always want to say Santa Fe. I don't know why that is, but I always want to say Santa Fe. The free Fe. state of Santa Fe. <laughs> I just want to sing the newsies, but um, uh, or rent, I guess. I'm not 
I'm not picky about my Santa Newsies Fe is the better is yeah. the better song. I agree. Uh, and then ended up through Amarillo, Childress, and Dallas. And here you are. And here I am. Texas girl. Or something. Or something. Or something. It's warm here. I, I, five days after I arrived here, a hurricane came to the state. So five days after I moved here, also a hurricane moved here. So that's been interesting. Uh, it's a great place to live, but my new neighbor, Harvey, is a total dick. <laughs> He's really rude and has no respect for the bayous. Or private property. <laughs> or septic systems. Ooh, God. That's going to be one big mess. Yeah, my Um, brother is incredibly thankful that he lived by a bayou, because during the day, the flooding drains into the bayou. I just want to say bayou bayou. a lot. I was going to say. I just like, it makes me feel real southern. Down by the bayou. Down by the bayou. When my brother would talk about this, I'm like, you're not in Louisiana. You That's the don't only place know, there are bayous. You don't know voodoo. <laughs> Yet. Wouldn't put it past them. That'd be, that's an interesting thing to uh, to learn. I'd like to learn a little voodoo. I'd really like you not to. I feel it's like, like a lot of... It's like recreational voodoo. <laughs> it's like recreational marijuana. Do it sparingly. Do it socially. You're you're only doing it socially. It's not like you're at home like you're doing. (laughs) The right people, you know, you pull out the dolls. Yeah, you got to do social controlled voodoo. Not any Mm -hmm. of that wonky, like, losing control, bathing in a bath of mud with, like, whatever mystical symbols are in voodoo. I don't know. I don't know the research. You know, my kids are going to experiment with chicken bone casting and sacrifices anyways, and I just like them to feel comfortable doing it in our home. Yeah, you'd rather that. You know, they just, you just want it in the home. You just, you can't really trust the external environments. They're not as Mm -hmm. controlled as... I don't know where they're getting their chicken bones. They could be from KFC. You know, those aren't good chicken bones. That's going to get someone hurt. Yeah. Those are going to splinter. Yeah. Oh, God, don't get me started. Don't get me started. Um. So yeah, so besides uh, recreational voodoo, what have you been up to since you got to Montana? Um, I have done a little writing, not a lot. Done a lot of uh, panicked soul searching of like, oh my god, we moved, why did we do that? But then five minutes later be like, oh, I'm so glad we moved. Yeah. Um, Swimming every day, working out some, eating better, drinking less, probably, yeah. I think on the whole, yes, I'm drinking less. Um, Got a new job that I'll be starting very soon, um, and making plans with my wife for future adventures. I think we're going to take our little intermission in Montana for a year. And then uh, head off on a cross-country tour in an, uh, a motorhome. Well, an RV. In a something. In a vehicle in a that can basically be a home for you and yes, your wife. Yes, a vehicle and your that will animals. carry our home behind it. Yes, exactly. There you go. So, yeah, so that's what we want to do. We're actually thinking uh, instead, of getting a, uh, instead of getting a pickup, 
getting an old like Ford Excursion because those sell a lot cheaper in Montana mm. than a pickup does. And yeah, because so everyone have, wants like, a pickup. Suburban. Yeah, exactly. So we'd have like a suburban type thing, you know, our little tank hauling our home behind it, which would be great because then I could have the you know mounted machine gun enclosed in the back, and then if I just rig it right, it can pop up. I'm ready for the zombie apocalypse. I was about to say that's some Planet Terror shit. Yeah. Nice. I appreciate that. That's your second Planet Terror reference in a podcast this year. Yeah, I'm 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 working on four or five by the end. Everyone should see Planet Terror. It's it is a work of uh, Biz- true art. Bizarre art. Um, it's like that Cinematic time you go to course. the gallery because a friend of your friends like works there, and you like stare at things, and you're like, okay. <laughs> sure. You're like, have they run out of wine yet? Is there still cheese? That was a really good cheese platter that they had. We went to a uh, showing for a, a photograph, a gallery of uh, female photographers in New York last year, I think. Yeah, it was last year. When uh, Amanda Faring, um, friend of Secret Weapon Productions, uh, friend wife to of all, Cameron, friend to all, truly. Well, not all. She will mess you up. Uh, certified badass, excellent photographer, and I have never in my life seen old white women like assaulting a bartender for wine. It was astounding how quick I mean I'm talking old like 70s old we're just like pounding pounding white wine and just coming back as quick as they could and I had to uh, I had to think you know if I was if I was that age yeah why not what are you gonna do say say no to me I'm 70 screw you I'm gonna drink as much as I want and be as rude as I want because guess what I'll be dead in 10 years so the Nazis Whatever. threw my printing press into a river. But sure, don't give me wine. <laughs> Sorry, I had to do a little John Mulaney for the day. No, that's that's about right. It's no, it's here. No, somebody was yelling outside. Oh, like, it's the lake. Everyone's always fucking yelling all the fucking time. <laughs> just enjoy the nature. I do love all the photos of your dog just, you know, living her best life. She is so happy. And she's she's a great swimmer, but she's been scared to jump off the dock because mm-hmm. she can't really see the bottom of the water mm-hmm. and she can't ease herself in. But so now we'll go out and swim and she just stands on the dock and barks at us <laughs> really, really loud. Like, I want to save you, but I can't. So now she's figured out if she goes to the ladder, she can get her front paws down one level and get that much closer to the water. And then if she gets worked up, she'll jump in, come out, circle around us, be like, oh, you're not dying? Cool. Circle around the other person. Oh, you're not going to die? Cool. And then swim back. Uh, my dogs would just bark. They excel at that. And they're very good at it. Um, I've realized that they're incredibly attached to me. Just that, that drive, it, it was sort of funny because even when, so I, I split the driving half and half with my friend who went down with me. Um, Your I, friend's name being? Dom. 
Shout out to Dom, Shout quality to, friend. Pretty sure you haven't uh, ever listened to this podcast, so not as quality of a friend. No, uh, but no, he was a great, <laughs> he was a great travel companion. Um, he totally tolerated my podcasting, which I have something to tell you in a minute. But my dogs, the second I would like go and pump the gas or go to the bathroom, I just hear. Some uh, separation anxiety. Um, they just, they're very attached. Like, if I go and walk one of the dogs, the other two will just be like, Hey, Mom! Mom, you forgot us! Every single day. So, what? I try and do what I can to keep the noise to a, a, a lesser decibel, but some days it just doesn't work. But, I mean, it's sweet that they're attached to me. They're good about me, like, going for work, but they don't like me... They don't like watching me walk away. That's not something that they do. They're very, they're very much an ingenue in in this story. I just can't watch you walk away. But just whiny and irritating. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but uh, that being said, uh, on my on my drive across the country, I binge listen to the Nerdist podcast. I finally was like, okay, okay. Dan has recommended like eight thousand of these episodes to me, so. I'm gonna I'm gonna listen, and so I listened mainly to the ones you recommended, and then I kind of deviated, like did Elijah Wood, Trey Parker. His like, is really fun. It's so fun. Um, I love him, uh, but yeah. So I, I I by the end of it, I'm like, yes, the Nerdist. That is that is that is Bay. Yep, single-handedly made me uh, completely reconsider how I looked at Sarah Jessica Parker and um, Lena Dunham. Their episodes, I was like, this has completely changed my perception of you. Interesting. Mm-hmm. I, I haven't, I have not listened to either of those. Sarah Jessica Parker's is really cool. That girl is an actor's actress. Like, she is all about the craft. Well, she's, That's and like, she's been in it for so long. Like, what, seven, mm-hmm. eight? Something like that. But she, the way that she was describing the work. I was like, you, I, I really only know you from Sex and the City and being married to Matthew Broderick. That's what I know of you. And, and fashion icon status. She's so got that, taste. Like, that, I mean, that like gave me my filter, but actually listening to her talk unfiltered about things, I was like, that's, there's, there's a lot going on here. Like you are a fully realized person, which I knew on some level, but like to really experience what they have to say. Same with Lena Dunham. Hers is... I have my my qualms with girls. Mm -hmm. Basically, there's not really enough character growth to satisfy me. I'm like, I don't, I don't, I can't put up with seasons of the same shit, you Mm -hmm. know? I want, I want a little forward momentum, unless it's a straight comedy, but, um. Like difficult people. Everyone's just digressed to shit. Oh yeah. They're just awful. I love it. Um, but after listening to that, I was like, uh, well, you're not Hannah. You are Hannah, but you're not Hannah. Yeah. at all I think that's hard so. when you write a character that is so similar though to who you are that it is really hard to separate those two things mm-hmm. like I was actually because I I when I first got here and I had internet and everything I was like Billy on the street binging and I I started I mean it's hilarious but it's hard to differentiate the character to who Billy Eichner actually is Right. And so it's it's a very interesting thing to think about. 
And I know people who have, um, he goes to Joe's Pub at the Public a lot um, for cabarets that his friends are in um, or from stand-up stuff. So I, I know people who bartend there and they serve him all the time. And he is so quiet and so reserved and like even if he's with people just very like controlled yeah sort of doesn't make a lot of direct eye contact with people and i think your dog is trying to tell you that courtney's in a well it's not my dog oh some asshole dog it's her cousin's dog one of the two that just came up here right before we started yeah you're doing a really great it's a family cabin. I, I don't have a cabin. I have no money. This is a family cabin that has uh, been in use for 40 years as a retreat for annoying barking dogs, apparently. You know, the annoying barking dogs need a place to summer as well. All the they calm do. dogs are at Tahoe, so. Yeah, all the annoying dogs are here or Martha's Vineyard. Uh, Those dogs aren't annoying because they bark. They're annoying because when they bark, it's in a it's in a Massachusetts accent, and it's just obnoxious. Back, back. <laughs> they back. They keep backing. They keep backing over Sag Harbor. Like I, I really tried. I really tried. <laughs> back, back, back. <laughs> what what's what's a Massachusetts dog's favorite uh, favorite type of music? Back, back. back. Yo and Sebastian back. <laughs> oh god. Oh, we're writers, guys. That's why we're so clever. Uh, That's why this is happening. But can I just tell you I've slept more in the last like week and a half than I think I have in months. Just like I've probably gotten more sleep in the last two weeks than I have in the last two years. I don't have like stress dreams as much anymore. Like, the first few days when I was settling in, I had some transitional, like, things where I was just like, oh, my God, I still have to move. Oh, no, I don't. It's like when I somehow feel like I've missed, like, five math assignments because I'm apparently still in school. I'm like, why? Why math? Well, math's not hard. I don't know why that would be stressful. You can just do those on the bus. Yeah, true. What do you he know? said, having never had to take say, a bus to school. Say, you've never been on a school bus. I have been on a school bus. I haven't gone to a school on a school bus, but I've been on a school bus. What were you bus doing before. on that school bus? Yeah, just trying to pick up kids, you know. <laughs> just recruiting them. <laughs> to your I had baby a bunch of candy. To, no, I had a bunch of candy I wanted to give away. So I was like, "Where are kids on a school bus? I'll just show up." This was last year, right? There's a reason I had to move from New York. Because <laughs> there's so and many public schools around you that you couldn't it just, get within there, there isn't a, a, Yeah, like, there's like one section of Bed-Stuy where like all the people with that problem live. It's, <laughs> that's uh, where you live for, that's why you stayed in the same place. <laughs> there's no parks. There are no parks. <laughs> uh, love it. Man, that would suck. I mean, obviously, sex more for their victims, but it would still suck. Probably like, suck more to be molested, yeah. I yeah. Think, <laughs> than I mean, having, like, like geographic to, like, restrictions. And, like, look at maps and, like, make sure you're walking a decent distance and stuff like that. I mean, that just hmm. seems like a lot of map reading. More, So, you know, I'd, I'm definitely not going to do it because I don't There's want There's probably that. a filter on... <laughs> 
Google Maps that you can put on. That's like the pedo path where you can, where are some safe ways Convicted pedo path. The yeah, pedo path is pedo. a different thing. Pedo pathfinder. Pedo pathfinder is a very different thing. The convicted pedo pathfinder also. Yeah. I mean, they, yeah, very different paths you're taking. Yes, one is a, one is a uh, 2020 special. The other, the other is the fallout from that. Yep, exactly. Cause Why don't you have a seat? <laughs> did you watch uh, that? Have you been watching this season of Difficult People? I haven't. Oh, Not well, yet. there's a funny joke about that. Enjoy later on. I shall. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put that in the back of my mind, and when I watch it and that happens, I'll go, oh! And you'll say, that's what you meant. And you'll just text me that, and I'll be like, okay. I don't know what he's talking. Sometimes I tell people to text me things when they do something. And then when they text me, I like look at my phone. I'm like, what the fuck are they talking about? And then I'm like, oh, right. I'm an asshole. <laughs> my first step when I don't understand things is just irrational anger. I'm working on it. You're an American. It's your God-given right. <laughs> but this... If you don't understand something, you should uh, get angry <laughs> I just get it. really worked up. Uh, it is funny, though. I was telling you this last night, but I'm going to say it again. I know we all say, like, we have the worst drivers and everything, but the worst drivers actually are in Dallas. I have thought I, I like, go each day out to work with, like, the fear of God in me, thinking that I'm going to die or at least get in a serious car accident because no one signals. Everyone tails everyone else. Everyone goes way over the speed limit. So God forbid you're in a lane trying to take an exit but you're going the speed limit because someone's gonna hit your butt Oof. that ass is gonna get tapped and not in a good way mm. yeah so it's not pleasant no i mean it's like just it's a little terrifying and it's not just me like when i'm a passenger in cars too i'm just like kind of like this all the time bracing for impact how far over the speed limit is like standard? Like, is it a five over place, a ten over it place? It seems like ten fifteen from what I've seen. Wow. But I mean, I'm mainly so, commuting in like on the highways, and there's a ton of highways. That's the other thing. Sure. Dallas and you've got like city speed limits. limit on the highways, which mm-hmm. is like what fifty five or something. Yeah, fifty five to sixty five. Sure. And people are like, I want to go seventy five. Like, I'm out in a rural area, so, boo. Yeah. I do like in Wyoming that at certain places it's like eighty. I was like, heh. <laughs> Love this. Oh, wait, I'm in a U-Haul. Same with Montana. From North Dakota to, like, the Butte Pass, it's 80 now. I still, I thought they were just still on the reasonable and prudent uh, speed limit. If only. Reasonable and prudent is actually a good name for a novel set in Montana before, like, in the year, like, 2000 or something. That's actually, um, that's actually my band name. Reasonable and prudent. Yeah. It's very acoustic. <laughs> very. So You're like the traveling Wilburys. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. So what are you thinking you're going to be up to this month in your creative endeavors, Dan? Because I know you and I both really have not done a lot of writing lately due to our own, what was it? Hustle fatigue? Hustle fatigue. Yeah. Yep. Our hustle fatigue, our fatigue. Yep. Now that uh, now that that is relatively subsided, and now the only thing that I can blame my creative blockage on is barking dogs. 
I am going, I'm currently working on uh, two original pilot scripts. A, um, a speculation pilot. Well, no, I sp just a spec script um, of an existing show, Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt, which we read a sample from. And uh, I've got a novel that's churning inside me that I occasionally churning, plunk out some say. much like a much like a vegan butter it is churning away <laughs> uh, yeah so you've got scripts you've are you going to be working on any creative endeavors for secret weapon perhaps a new podcast same to you, my friend, but yes, uh, me and the incomparable Cameron Faring uh, have a new podcast coming out uh, next month. That is so sometime. exciting. And what yeah. is it entitled? Uh, it will be called The Meh Generation. It's a Star Trek podcast. Hooray, Star Trek! I'm excited because I haven't... I've. I've liked some Star Trek. Uh, obviously, I've watched the films, but my brother was really into Jean-Luc Picard. I'm at, uh, interesting that I didn't realize he was gay. My brother. Jean-Luc Picard is gay? I knew you were going to do that. That's why I tried to preemptively say it was my brother. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm interested. I think I might maybe try and watch along with you guys. Oh, yeah. I think it's going to be fun. Uh, I'm excited because I have very little Star Trek knowledge. Just the cursory pop culture influence. I yell con a lot. But I know, you do that a lot in the subway. Mm -hmm. And I don't... Uh, I've never done the work, but Cameron is a huge Trekkie. So this that. is going to be fun. Yeah, I'm big so old excited. Trekkie. He's always been like a member of the Secret Weapon family uh, with his lovely work. Well, and uh, Secret Weapon Productions has at least two other shows in active development. I'm not going to put a date on them, but uh, one coming from Riley Wagonhalls, and um, one uh, one coming from uh, coming from yourself. Yep, that's true. Still. Yep. 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 Got a little podcast there? Yeah. You know, because I thought, hey, you know what the world needs to hear? A third podcast by me. Right. I need more of my voice recorded. Because <laughs> I don't hate it enough already. Right. Because that's definitely been my issue is whenever I'm editing, I'm like, ugh, I sound disgusting. That's why I don't listen to my shows don't listen to anything that I'm involved with except for that damn dog <laughs> um, I mean I guess you're with the majority of the public then yep <laughs> so yeah so speaking though of your work I would love us to get a chance to discuss your writing and your, your reading of this week which apparently I'm also reading yes you are because I am not a woman uh. and I'm not going to take uh, a part away from a woman by playing a woman, because that's not fair. Okay. Oh, oh gosh. Who is it that plays Zach Galifianakis' mom in... Lu oh, it's... Lu Louis... Um, Louis Anderson. Louis Anderson. I was trying to think of his last name. He is amazing in that role. <laughs> He's so good. 
I, I, I am a fan. You know who plays the greatest mom, though, of all time? Carrie Fisher in Catastrophe. Yeah. I was going to say Deborah Jo Rupp in that 70s show, but... No, she is good. I was thinking more good. like older mom. That's fair. Like yeah. two adults. I guess they were kind of adults just playing teenagers. But yeah. <laughs> adults, adults playing kids. So I want to give a little bit of info on the reading. So this is the opening teaser from uh, a pilot that I'm working on and it is a supernatural uh, comedic drama but the first the teaser is very action based so I'm going to try and be clear in my description and listening to this will give me an idea of if I'm doing that or not so and I enjoy. this is the first time I'm reading it <laughs> cool <laughs> It did not transcribe properly from final draft, so I was like, I'm gonna just uh, italicize Adair's lines and. Thanks. It's not for. Well, it's and it, the, like the format, it didn't show up well on my computer, so I was like, I guess it'll be on my phone. <laughs> wah, wah. All right. All right. Interior. Apartment. Night. A loading indicator circle spins over black. Text appears. Your video will play after the ad. A woman appears. She stares as if she's known you long enough to know what's really going on when you say nothing. Watching videos to distract yourself? Panning out from the woman's face, we see that this is on a large TV. A little distraction can be nice, just as long as it's not keeping you from bigger things. Real things, the things that make it hard to sleep and easy to drink. Panning out more, the large TV is balanced atop three milk crates. A shadow passes over the screen as someone walks by. Are you putting off a big decision? Are you worried about tomorrow? We're in an apartment fit for a 20-something, sitting on an art administration degree. Found furniture, mismatched lamps, abandoned cups, clutter, and trash is enough mess to make you think five or six people live here though there is barely space for two in bunk beds. We stay fixed on the woman on the TV as we continue to pan out. Are you in control of your life or just along for the ride? On the left, a bedroom door opens silently, almost. It squeaks just as it comes to rest wide open. On the right is the opening to a kitchen off screen. As the door squeaks, we hear a glass break in the kitchen. It's time to take action, with the divine help of 1-800-GUIDANCE. From the open door to the bedroom, a baseball bat flies like a guided missile crashing into the kitchen. A clang of pots and pans muffles a cry of pain from someone off-screen in the kitchen. More glass breaks as the person in the kitchen hits the floor. Let us help you get to tomorrow, a stronger, better you. We hear a grunt from the kitchen as a knife spins like a buzzsaw out of the entryway towards the open bedroom, landing in the doorframe with a thunk. Pause. Right behind it are more knives, a storm of steel shining in the fluorescent overhead dome light. The door to the bedroom swings shut as if pulled by an invisible rope to block the knives. The knives land hard in the door, but a single steak knife slides through, slips through before it shuts. Someone behind the door screams. Our trained psychic guides have the answers to get you through your day 
and on to a happier, more informed future. The door begins to shake. Some of the knives fall off as the pin rattles out of a hinge. It stops for a moment. Then the door flies across the room, ripping chunks of the frame with it, still connected hinge. The top of the door taking out the dome light in the ceiling. The door soars, shattering on the entryway to the kitchen, wood splinters everywhere like shrapnel. With the dome light gone, the TV is the only source of light in the room. The walls begin to shake. Books fall from their shelves, pictures drop from their nails, as a figure steps into the darkened doorway of the now doorless bedroom. Your journey is your own, but we can help you on the way. A meat tenderizer flies from the kitchen, but the figure in the doorway to the bedroom moves to avoid it. From the kitchen, another darkened figure runs at full speed towards the person by the bedroom. The bedroom assailant charges to meet the kitchen warrior in the middle of the room. They collide with an audible smack of bodies connecting. They fall to the floor and grapple. It's the ugly street fighting of people in panic. These are not trained fighters. The only thing keeping you from being more prepared tomorrow is you. The harder the figures on the floor fight, the more the walls of the apartment shake. Grunts and shouts are exchanged as the two continue to fight on the floor of the dark apartment. The glow of the TV lighting, the back of whoever has the upper hand at the moment. Finally, one figure strikes a hard blow to the other's head. The apparent victor rises, spitting blood, and delivering a hard kick to the ribs of the loser. Wiping their mouth, the standing fighter reaches one hand out towards the TV, 15 feet away. With strain in their arm, their hand trembling, the TV shakes on the milk crate. Finally, it rises into the air and, start to and starts to float towards the hand that summons it. All it takes is one call. Our one-hour guarantee lets you know we are committed to helping you with any problem, from everyday anxiety to the biggest decisions of your life. Cut to the POV of the person on the floor. The darkened figure above brings the hovering TV to rest between their hands, an extension cord draping behind it like a tail. The strain of controlling the TV has their hands shaking as the screen tilts in midair, bringing the woman in the ad's face back into view. And if you don't feel like talking, you can text with our free app. What are you waiting for? Download the app and... As they clench their fists, the standing figure releases the TV from their control. The woman's smile grows huge as the TV falls towards us. Call now! Blackout. I really enjoyed that. <laughs> Yeah, it's um, it's, it's a world in where psychics exist. So yeah. there you go. Got a little telekinetic battle to let us know that there's going to be action, and then the next scene we'll uh, we meet our hero and are uh, off to the races. There's yeah. mystery. There's adventure. There's excitement. So all in an easy one-hour package. <laughs> yeah. Right only 50 pages I love it mm -hmm. love it no I really enjoyed that yeah it's uh, it's gonna be a fun one I came up with the idea a couple of years ago three years ago four three you're old and I am 
but now I'm finally going to execute it. Once the draft is finished and it's um, and I've got some feedback, I'll do like a full breakdown sometime on an episode of it. Once it's into submission and it's registered with the WGA and I've like got a little number attached to it, then yeah. I'll be like, here's the title. These are why the characters are cool. I'm never going to stop talking about this thing because I came up with it and I'm really, really, really arrogant. I love it. And I love that your voice changes when you get arrogant, too. It's like you're a whole new person. Mm-hmm. It's like United States of Terra, but it's you. Yeah. <sighs> That's me. I loved United States of Terra. I wish it would gotten another season. I wish Happy Endings had gotten another season. I don't want to talk about it. I'm sorry. Have you watched The Table Read? You sent me The yes. Table Read. Of course you watched it. Never mind. I, I feel like, like I haven't seen you day. for years. I haven't seen you since May? May. When were you here? May. Yeah. May. So, speaking though of things we love, um, uh, speaking of things we love, uh, do you have any recommendations for me? So, um, I've been on a little bit of an anime kick because I can um, come in and out, and there's enough recap at the beginning of episodes where I kind of get it. But Mm -hmm. I've realized that anime has corrected its biggest flaw, which is slow moving storylines. And I'm like, oh, wait, that happened? Wait, there was another scene after the credits rolled? Tricky. Uh, But I I have a list of, like, top anime ever. But I think, given the recent folly around the theatrical adaptation, I would highly recommend that you watch Death Note, the anime. It's on Netflix. It's only about... Yeah, Maya told me it was the movie, the theatrical one, was real, real bad. I'm, I'm probably not going to watch it because it. I'm not kidding when I say it'd be like trying to make Breaking Bad into a movie. Mm. It's not a good idea. It's just not. There's too much. There's too many twists and turns. Like, there's a great episode seven of Death Note. Is entirely is almost entirely played out in the protagonist's head it's entirely mm-hmm. their uh, internal monologue mm-hmm. like almost almost exclusively but he has to figure out a way to learn someone's real name so he can write it in the notebook and kill them before they turn him into the police but they don't know that he's the person with the notebook killing people so it's this incredible cat and mouse spoiler that's um, the premise of the show I know <sighs> but it's it's a very rewarding watch, and it's it's more it's like a Cowboy Bebop or something where it's like set number of episodes. It's not eighteen series or whatever. It's I think it's about fifty episodes total, but it is very very no, it might be thirty ish. It's very very good. Nice. Um, yeah, I, I highly excited. recommend it. If you're if you're as into puzzles and twists and turns and it is one the whole thing is a cat and mouse game and it's amazing well you know what a big fan of dan brown i am and that's all puzzles it is all puzzles the dan brown puzzle book for kids can you spot the illuminati on this page yep yep what would Uh, you recommend to to me my friend um well it's a funny story but um freedom by jonathan franzen and I wish at this moment you said why, 
And I said, because I'm almost done, I need to talk to you about Patty. <laughs> because that, it was literally, I was watching Parks and Rec, and there's the episode, one of my favorite episodes is called The Fight. Mm-hmm. And they talk about freedom by Jonathan Franzen. And I was like, you know, if Leslie Nope likes it, I bet I'd like it. And I do. It's very good. It's a very and you want book. me And you want me to, want to, to read it to so we can talk She's a fascinating character. It's all very fascinating. That's um, funny. I, I had, that's my only impression of that book. Yeah, me too. Is that well, Parks and Rec joke. Yeah, it's, it's great. And so I, uh, I'll just leave that there and walk away happily. <laughs> okay. Well, my goal is to finish it before the new movie comes out. My it's goal is for you to happen. finish it in 2017. You are so cruel. <laughs> i kidding. I love you. Um, and I'm excited that we're going to have another podcast this weekend. I know. We'll talk again so soon. I know. You're going to have to see my ugly mug. Um, and I, since you'll be at your house, probably your ugly pug. Hey, my pugs are adorable. Uh, <laughs> they are cute pugs. They're very cute pugs. Hey, I didn't say they're beautiful. I said they're adorable. Like, I don't expect anyone to say, like, oh, God, that dog needs to... Actually, Milo totally could be in, like, a book. He's majestic. Um <laughs> Floyd, AF. He could be he could be in a book, but I'm not sure it's a book anyone would want to read. It's like a grumpy man horror novel. Yeah, definitely. Um, he he'll be rear windowing. Um, <laughs> but yeah. So, and what are we going to be doing on Sunday? Tell the audience and me, because I get worried. I don't know where I'm supposed to be. Um, considering when it will come out, uh, we're going to do Emmy predictions, and we're going to talk about the Emmys. Woo. Because it'll come out because I believe the Emmys are uh, September 16th. I'm going to double check to make sure, but that means that our episode would go up like the day before the Emmys on the 15th. Nice. No, we'd go up on the 8th, right? Yeah. Sure, whatever. No, no, because we're going to, this is going to go up on the 1st, so yeah, we'd go up on the 15th. 15th. Um, nice. Look at us. Yeah. On top, back and on top of everything. Yeah, so we should, um, let's see, I wonder if there's an Emmy ballot out there that we can get our hands on. Well, if there is, I can find it, but I'll probably just think, write it down. Same format as, uh, what we want to win and what we think we'll win. Mm-hmm. Just a little less, uh, digression. Well, I, I, I there's a reason I said that you and I should do this. <laughs> oh, I know. Oh, I know. <laughs> Although I, I want to make that a tradition now and do the Oscars again with uh, the that, Sky Guy. That one guy, yeah. Well, mm-hmm. I mean, if I can find him, sure. <laughs> Where is he? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Where is he? <laughs> I'm not his keeper. Oh, speaking of Bobby Fischer, if you haven't watched Pawn Sacrifice, it's a great movie. <sighs> I hate watching things about chess. You know what's more boring than playing chess? Watching things about chess. <laughs> it's less about chess as it is about somebody's descent into paranoia and psychotic break. Oh, then Just sign me up. Chess. You know how oh, I yeah. love it's, psychotic breaks. It is the best performance I've seen of Tobey Maguire oh, but you're since tough. the Spider-Man 3 dance sequence. Because that is the last time I saw him on screen. At that point, I divorced myself from Tobey. <laughs> oh, 
God, I miss Sam Raimi. Slow Claps and Rewrites is painstakingly produced by Adair Rice and Daniel Crary. It is edited with extreme prejudice by Adair Rice. Slow Claps and Rewrites is a part of the Secret Weapon Productions Library. Copyright M-M-X-V-I-I. 2017. All rights reserved. Until we've been dead for 70 years.